0: So obviously, this is the third part of uh, of three episodes that I'm doing on letter number 18 on worldliness and retirement. So I highly recommend uh, reading or sorry listening to the past two episodes uh, for some context here, because we're just we're just cleaning up a few loose ends here with verses eight through to 10. Uh, in this episode where he kind of finishes off his thoughts on, on you know, going into retirement, leaving the world of public life in search of, of leisure or in search of being able to pursue his true self. And so for a bit of context for where we're starting here, uh, basically most of the le- the letter Seneca has been convincing himself or Lucilius uh, that, you know, it's time to put away public life and move into a quieter life of leisure uh, where he can, you know, truly pursue what is Meaningful to him, you might say. Uh, And so now he's at the point in this letter, uh, verse 8, where what he often does is he'll ask a question that he assumes that Lucilius or the reader might uh, might very well ask. And so we'll read these verses and then we'll uh, see what we can take away from them. He says, quote, But, you say, how can I take my leave? Any way you please. Reflect how many hazards you have ventured for the sake of money, and how much toil you have undertaken for a title. You must dare something to gain leisure also, or else grow old amid the worries of procuratorships abroad and subsequently of civil duties at home, living in turmoil and in ever-fresh floods of responsibilities, which no man has ever succeeded in avoiding by unobtrusiveness or by seclusion of life." Well, what bearing on the case has your personal desire for a secluded life? Your position in the world desires the opposite. What if even now you allow that position to grow greater? But all that is added to your success will be added to your fears. At this point, I should like to quote a saying from Messinus, who spoke the truth when he stood on the very summit. There's thunder even on the loftiest peaks. If you ask me in what book these words were found, they occur in the volume entitled Prometheus. He simply meant to say that these lofty peaks have their tops surrounded with thunderstorms. But is any power worth so high a price that a man like you would ever, in order to obtain it, adopt a style so debauched as that? Macenus was indeed a man of parts, who would have left a great pattern for Roman oratory to follow, had his good fortune not made him effeminate, nay, had it not emasculated him. An end like this awaits you also, unless you forthwith shorten sail and, as Maecenas was not willing to do until it was too late, hug the shore. End quote. All right, so let's dive in and take a look at a few specific parts that I think are interesting in in these few verses. Because again, like I said at the beginning, this is kind of Seneca rounding off his argument and finally convincing uh, Lucilius or himself or the reader to, you know, leave the public life uh, in search of of that kind of calm, leisurely life where they can find their true selves, as he has said in this letter. Uh, And so he says, uh, you know, you might say, how can I leave? Uh, At Any way you please, Seneca says, Uh, reflect how many hazards you have ventured for the sake of money and how much toil you have undertaken for a title. And so here we see that Seneca obviously has a pretty reductionist view of what it means to be in public life and to have uh, that kind of career, right? He thinks, okay, basically what, what you can amount to in the end is that you've gained some money and you've gained a title, but look at how much energy you have expended, right, to seek these aims. Look at how much of your life you have spent, how many hazards you have gone through in order to get these things. And, you know, he says, That you must dare something to gain leisure You know, you've got to take a risk And you've got to drag yourself away As he's been trying to show us Throughout this entire letter You've got to drag yourself away from these things So that you'll even have the chance to see That you could have something even better And I think that in general, this is a lesson that we could all learn in our lives that would be extremely beneficial for us, right? So let's take this just with the pursuit of philosophy in general, right? You know, when you're pursuing philosophy, when you're seeking wisdom and and, and you want to uh, really gain an understanding of of how to live a meaningful life, uh, one of the things that means is that you have to become transformed in that process. You have to become a different person. Which will mean that you're going to have to leave some parts of yourself behind, but you're not going to be able to see what you could see unless you leave what you need to leave behind behind, if that makes any sense, right? You're not going to be able to reach that next level unless you're willing to dare to be transformed. And so, obviously, Seneca is using everything within his toolbox to get Lucilius or himself to see that, you know, it's time to leave this behind in, in search of a better way of being, a better life. Uh, and we can use that exact same logic when it comes to our own pursuit of wisdom via philosophy. All right. So, another line that I think is worth pointing out uh, is just when he says that, what if even now you allow that position to grow greater? But all that is added to your successes will be added to your fears. Now, this is something that obviously Seneca would have known a lot about, especially being in the times of the Roman Empire, right? This is a time when uh, climbing the ladder of society didn't always mean uh, safety from the threats of life. It actually meant you were probably going to be worried about a lot more uh, than simply finding food or shelter. You know, there was going to be so much more that was on your mind in terms of, Treacherous characters, you know, conniving people, and a real threat to your life uh, that, that came from powerful people around you. And Seneca knew about this, and it, inevitably it led to his death, right? Uh, and so there's that element of what he's saying there is just be careful that you don't think that there's going to be a time once you've climbed to the highest ladder uh, that, uh, that you're going to be safe or be able to feel comfortable giving up this life in search of, of leisure and philosophy. It's not going to happen. And he kind of uh, adds to this point by quoting from Macenus, right, who said that there's thunder even on the loftiest peaks, Right, which is just a beautiful line that that uh, is very akin to to what we hear from a lot of people who have made it to certain levels in society today, who point out that you know this does not equal happiness, this does not equal ease of life. There are still problems; the problems just change. And I know we can all stand back and say, well, you poor thing, you know, you've got to this level in life, and and you've still got problems, you poor thing, right? But according to the philosophy of Stoicism, we know that they. say that, listen, money, fortune, fame, these things, they're not good or bad. They are merely indifference. They are things that will not lead you to any sort of peace of mind or calmness in life. The only thing that will lead to that is when you change your internal world. So really, what Seneca is giving us in the end of this this letter, uh, at least before he gives us the quote from Epicurus, is a hefty warning not to be deceived by the peaks of life, you know, not to be deceived by uh, our desire to, to have more, to, to gain more fame, to gain more, uh, you know, material goods, societal goods, as we are deceived by that, it's, it starts to get to the point where we imagine that there's going to be this place that we arrive at where we will be safe and calm and happy and everything will just be dandy, Right. And so he's trying to say that we can gain wisdom and truth from these people like Messinus, who, you know, lived a life at the top. He was a famous author. He was an advisor to the emperor. And, and, you know, so this guy knew what it was like to be at the top of the top, just like Seneca did. Uh, and even he said that there is there are thunderstorms in the, even on the highest peak. There is no escape from these troubles of life. And so if there's no escape, even at the highest realms of society, then what that means is the only escape for us is going to be in our internal world. It's something that we have to change from within us. And, uh, and Seneca is encouraging Lucilius or himself to, to gain that life of retirement and leisure so that they can spend the time uh, striving for that internal flourishing that Seneca is always seeking to uh, instill through his writings and to, to, to gain for himself as well. And so I think I'm going to leave it there. I know that uh, this episode was really just tying up uh, the, the contents of this letter together with uh, the previous two episodes, but hopefully there's still a few interesting lessons that you can take away from these few verses. And in the next episode, we're going to come in and talk about the quote that Seneca gives us from Epicurus on friendship of all things. Uh, but I hope you've taken a few things away from this episode, and I'll talk to you next time.